0: Welcome today, August 20th, 2018, live from the Neo420 studios. Today, we are here at Neo420 podcast. We're going to be talking all things cannabis and hemp, plus some other stuff. Thanks to our sponsor today, Ag Security and Control. Check them out at agsecurityandcontrol.com or contact them for your inspections, if you're a grow operation, facilities manager in Oregon or in California. Oregon phone number, 541-619-2895. California, 541-619-2895. Same number for both Oregon and California. Check out Ag Security and Control is right now. They are offering a free inspection to make sure your facility is compliant. Check them out. So as we today are going to be talking about the evolution of the cannabis industry and, you know, just where it came from and where it is and what we see may be going on with it. This is speculatory, so don't hold me to it. It dates all the way back to the most modern uh, cannabis movement happened back in the 90s in California with a medical program that took off that got the attention of the world. Everyone, including yours truly, was super excited and thought that cannabis was on the track to become legal indefinitely and everywhere. But as we know, that did not happen. And what ended up creating such a delay on all of this was the fact that other states didn't embrace the idea that cannabis was a medicine. And really they couldn't because each state had to follow federal guidelines in order to keep getting funding for their roads, for infrastructure projects, and... Utility companies that were developing major infrastructure had to have federal compliance. So there was this duality of a desire from a state to make it happen, but a limitation based on how the federal government funded different state programs. So when we started looking at the idea of the medical program, you know it started evolving we had Alaska we had a couple of other states really move in aggressively and uh, aggressively in the sense of putting a, a plan to action not one that was just a lot of rhetoric not one that had all a lot of red tape but one that actually worked for the people that needed it and those programs have continued to be successful but the black market now has busted wide open <laughs> a lot of people you know, growing more than they are really supposed to by regulation of the medical program. And they're being allowed uh, to cultivate that much without any check and balance. And now we're into the rec program to where there is a lot of check and balance. But continuing on that uh, historical path, there was the big movement that happened in Washington state and in Colorado. And whenever the medic- when medical transitioned into rec, it got all the states attention because there was so much tax revenue collected that it was offsetting budget limitations. It was offsetting budget shortfalls. And now every state in the union is trying to get is trying to get familiar with how they can develop their own programs. So as we continue to look at California as the first real medical um, test as far as getting cannabis out and about, the citizens embraced it. The industry evolved. There was a ton of grows. I mean, at one time, I had read an article that said that there was 52,000 grows in California at one time. That did include the mom and pop shop, so I I believe it, you know, because that could include one plant in your closet. That still counts. That's one of 52,000. Right, Cam? I mean, that still counts. It's not just... Yep, they went through the process and, and did everything they needed to, so definitely counts. And, you know, from a patient standpoint, they knew exactly what they were growing and they knew exactly what they were treating themselves with. Mm. But then that got kind of big. You know, it kind of moved a little bit beyond the closet and got into warehouses, greenhouses, light depth systems. You know, people that were growing more and more efficiently, growing bigger, better, higher THC numbers, just blowing it out. (laughs) And now... You know, moving into modern times, we've got over 30 states that have one or the other, medical or recreational. When you add, you know, the potentials that are coming down the pipeline come November 2018, there is an uptick in that number that could significantly change. We have the 2014 Farm Bill that allowed hemp to be um, considered as a as a, a commodity, as a crop that farmers could grow, even though it was still on the DEA schedule and still is. So again, these dualities are happening to where we have like one thing, one is pushed by uh, the people's desire to see these, these industries evolve. And then there is the other side of the government holding the reins and saying, we don't want that much surplus material out and about and for one i agree on the side of i don't want it to be so available that there's the low level you know drug dealers literal drug dealers because you're pushing it to kids now if that's and that's happened and we want to limit that as much as possible because one thing that we need to all remember our kids are still evolving Adolescent brains that don't understand what's going on, and cannabis is really not going to help them with that. Now, a lot of us say, Well, I smoked whenever I was 14, and look at me now, you know, or whatever, but that's a different conversation because the quality was not as good when you were 14, <laughs> <than> <laughs> when these 14 year olds are how you're down. So, there's a lot better quality, you know, as compared to like the quantity. So, now there's both. So we need to keep it out of kids' hands. So let's keep it, you know, in a contained environment in the sense of let people do what they need to do for their medical benefit. But at the same time, let's be responsible as an industry to make sure that we uphold at least some safeguards that protect our children, protect the generation. Now, when I say protect the children, though, don't get me wrong. I am all for giving kids who need it with epileptic and conditions or with post-traumatic stress or anything I'm all about giving CBD with a, a, an amount of THC to get that bouquet of uh, entourage effect but we gotta limit it right Kim? Absolutely the interesting thing I'll jump in real quick is in Colorado they did a study off of um, like the effects of uh, child or teenage use of cannabis after they legalized it uh huh and surprisingly, it went down um, as far as the number of arrests for underage smokers. It's that whole placebo effect where people want to do things they, they're not allowed to, especially kids. Yeah. So once they legalized it, those numbers actually went down, which, uh, you know, is a testimony of, of the plan itself. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And that's one thing. So as we look to the current state of the industry... States are popping up, businesses are popping up, edibles are coming online, hemp, cannabis. Both industries now are gaining momentum. Cannabis, you know, more of the THC variety is the drive. Then you've got the, you know, hemp, which when I, I apologize, I know I, I like hybrids. So both, you know, the CBD, the THC side of the plant is, is growing. But we need to look at what is going to be the future if you got any ideas, hit us up at contact at neo420.com. Hit us up on our Instagram. Check us out anywhere at Neo420. But we thank our sponsors, Ag Security and Control. Check us out next time. Stay medicated.